Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Baggies Broadcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah, and as always, we have a West Brom reporter, Mr. Matt Wilson. Matt, I want to say how are, how are you? First of all, happy Valentine's Day. Oh, thank you very much. Happy did, Valentine's Day to you too. Did, did you, um, did, have you had a nice, nice card this morning or anything? Or is it, is it a meal afterwards? What's the situation? Uh, yeah, I got, I, got a, I got two cards. Two cards? Two cards. What's going on here? Mystery admirer. Absolutely. Well, I got one from a mystery admirer, which I'm, I'm guessing is the uh, is the missus. Okay. And, uh, and that's the mystery admirer, is it? And okay. one, yeah, because it was, uh, you know, she signs up with a, with a question mark every year. Oh, nice. Which old is school. Nice. Old school, which I don't do, but I probably should do. I do you know what? I'm, I think I might. I put that. like from Matt. Yeah, I do that. I'm going to do a question mark this year. Yeah, I like that. I yeah. Like that. Um, and I got and I got one for my little girl as well. Oh, bless! That's very cute. Very cute. And chocolates tonight or cooking? What's the situation? Um, I do, I think with just a card. It's a bit of a contrived holiday, isn't it? I, do, I don't really. We don't really put much store in it. I think um, we might use that as an excuse to get a bar of chocolate out, but. Nah, I don't think. Some of the prices. I, I was I was going to do a meal tonight or whatever and go for a meal. Some of the prices that you would go to your normal restaurant for are doubled up and it's a set menu. I'd rather just go on a normal night and yeah. the whole, choose the whole menu and it's half the price. Yeah, absolutely. Incredible. Um, right. Uh, oh, goodness me, Matt. Uh, where do we start? Where do we start? Where do we start? Let's start on the field before we start talking off the field because it has been... Well, I say it's a crazy week. This is only Wednesday. I know. It could get <laughs> crazier. Yeah. Could get crazier. So let's start with Monday night. Um, Chelsea three, West Brom nil. Crazy, strange game. It wasn't. It wasn't cut and cut and dry by any means. Let's start off with the bad news after three minutes. Daniel Sturridge. I mean, that is an absolute sickness for every Albion fan. Yeah, and I think the issue is he came with a reputation, didn't he? He came with the reputation that he can score goals and that he gets injured. Now he's done one of those, and he's not, <laughs> yes, yeah. and he's not done the other. Yeah. Um, this was always going to be the issue. Albion were always taking a risk with him, um, but for it to happen after three minutes is especially frustrating. I mean, you do have to wonder whether he's warmed up properly. Pardew afterwards sort of dismissed that and said, "Look, it's just a, it was adrenaline. He, he, he sprinted sixty meters down the line to yeah. trying to try and get a ball. He's so desperate to work hard. He's so desperate to do well here." Yeah that he was done by adrenaline and he said he said he was absolutely distraught apparently mm. in the in the dressing room afterwards. And that is all of that is probably correct. But it's still just another oh, injury. Just... And I do have some sympathy for Pardew. I mean I'm sure we'll come on to Pardew mm-hmm. later on when we talk about what's happened off the field. Yeah. Um and um and all that business. But I do have some sympathy because he has had he has been unlucky with injuries. Mm-hmm. Far more unlucky than Pulis was last season. Yeah. Um, and maybe, you, I mean, you could argue, well, what they're doing on the training ground. But, you know, it's the same medical team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's, you know, I don't think you can really lay that at his door. I think he's just, it's one of those situations where, you know, they've picked up injuries. And the injury-prone players that were previously um, not, Getting injured, yeah. not getting injured last season, are now picking up injuries. You know, likes of Evans mm, and, and Phillips mm. are picking up knocks all the time. You also have to question, you know, maybe the recruit the recruitment. You're signing players like okay, Kieran Gibbs has actually played the majority of the games, but signing players like Daniel Sturridge and Kieran Gibbs who are yeah. injury prone, mm-hmm. you are going to lose them for some yeah. games, and th- this is that's what's happened. I, I guess from from Albion's point of view, though, are you going to get? You're not going to probably get those guys with all due respect. 
if they are 100% exactly. fit and doing it. They've got to take chances, don't it's, they? This hasn't paid off so far. Exactly. If storage was... Um, if storage 2015, 2016 storage. If storage had the same injury record and application, um, for example, that I suppose you could argue that Rondon and Rodriguez have had mm-hmm. this season, as in no injuries and worked their socks off, um, then he wouldn't be coming to Albion. He'd, yeah. he'd be still at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. But that's the issue. I, my my thoughts on the whole storage thing is that I think Pardew shouldn't have started him against Southampton. I think he should have kept faith with Rodriguez. Rodriguez had five goals in six games. He was flying. Yeah. I think he shouldn't have started him, well, depending on what happened in that game. But he should have just basically said to Sturridge, look, we really like you, obviously. We want yeah. you to save us. Yeah. We want you to do the business. Yeah. But you're going to have to earn your way into this team. Yeah. Because... Rodriguez is flying. Mm-hmm. He's on five and six. Now, Pardew loves Rondon. He always waxes lyrical about Rondon mm. after every game. Mm. And you do have to admit that he has improved recently. But he seems to think it's Rondon with one other. Yeah. Because that's the combination. Rondon is the target man. Rodriguez or Sturridge buzzing mm-hmm. around him. Mm-hmm. And he and you can understand why he picked Sturridge. Because talent-wise, he is the best striker yes. that we've got. Yeah. You can understand why he's done that, why yeah. he's made that call. I just think, personally, if it was me, mm. I would have kept faith in Rodriguez because he was flying and mm. told Sturridge to earn his way in yeah. um, and you know with goals and got them you know having a competition because I don't know about whether Rodriguez would have maybe taken the touch if he was bang on form and bang in confidence yeah. on that chance that he had uh, you know a few minutes after oh, coming on I mean I, I, from, from the outside looking in as well I mean I've seen I've seen, I've seen a bit of Albion this season I, I was, I'm like you. I was absolutely shocked that that Jay Rodriguez wasn't in, in the starting lineup against Southampton, and and again, really against Chelsea because he is the informed striker. So that, I found that bizarre. Do you think now? And we haven't really spoken since um, since the the FA charge. Um, obviously, that was the, that came after the last podcast. Um, whether that's something that maybe I don't know. Alan Pardew wants to protect Jay, or, or, or Jay's behind the scenes is, is obviously devastated. His family are devastated, and maybe that's that's why. Uh, no, Pardew said we asked him that pretty much. The, the day after, and he said, "Look, I've got no problems picking mm. Jay. Mm. You know, the club have stood by Rodriguez. Um, I think Pardew stood by him, although he's been very actually fair play to Pardew. I think he's handled it very well because he doesn't know what was said on the pitch, no. like any of us do. Nobody does. But he said, look, I fully believe my my player. Mm. I don't. We have to let the due process go sure. go through. And obviously, he's the way he's worded it has been very clever. He said, look, there's been an allegation. It's a serious allegation. We have to take it seriously. Yeah." But obviously Rodriguez, I believe him, yeah. Fair. And I think a lot of the fans as well believe Jay. And a lot of the, and I personally, having met him, mm. this is my own personal opinion. Mm. I'm, I'm no idea what was said on the pitch. Mm. He could be found guilty. Yeah. We don't know. He could have said it. We don't know. I personally believe Jay mm-hmm. because I've met him and because of the, just the, all the character um, appraisals that I, you hear from everyone in football. Mm. He's an absolute gent, and I, I just, I personally believe him. I'm not saying he's innocent. Yeah. I just, that's my own opinion. And I think Pardew's handled it well, and he said he wouldn't have any problems picking Jay. I think he thought Sturridge was a better player and more likely to score. Mm-hmm. He's probably not wrong. Sturridge is talent wise, I'd yes. say he's, he's better than Rodriguez, yes. isn't he? Yeah. But it's just whether at that moment in time when Rodriguez was flying. Mm-hmm. Maybe he could have handled the situation differently. Did he take? Did he take an early shot? I'm, I'm, I might be completely wrong here. 
Um, against Liverpool that went in. Did he take it really early? Was it one of his goals that went in early? I thought maybe he might take the, it the, the rocket into the corner. Yeah, um, was it... Did he, was it first time? I don't know. But there was, that was a bit of a different situation because he had men in front of him. Yeah. Um, when you he, saw it, did you think... I, mean, I thought, just, when, when I saw it, I, yeah. first of all, from my position at Stamford Bridge, the header backwards, mm. it looked like it was going to Courtois. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh my goodness, it's gone to Rodriguez. Yeah. And yeah, you're just like, take a touch yeah. and you're bearing down on goal. And if mm. anyone who saw his goal against Everton, mm. you know, the way he finished that, yeah. with supreme confidence after chesting the ball down, sure, all he needed to do was do the same. Now, he's obviously tried to catch Courtois out. Whether he, he's, he was scared of Courtois or thought, oh, he's, 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 he's a big goalie, he's a big goalie, he's a good goalie, I need to catch him out quickly. Whether he just saw the gap in the far corner and thought, I can do that mm. and trust myself, I'm, mm. I'm on form, I'm in form, I can do that. I don't know, but I was sitting very close to Bomber yeah. and uh, Tony Brown, and yeah. he was in pieces because he, he was like, "You have to take a touch yeah. there. You've got so much space and time." And he had more than he realised. And then that was that. After that, I mean, Chelsea obviously they've been in a horrible run of form, and they were they were bound to get the mojo back at some point, and, and they, they couldn't live with them after that Albion, could they? Some, some of Eden Hazard was just incredible. Hazard was brilliant. I thought the rest of them actually were okay. Mm. Um, I was okay with what Pardew tried with the five across the back. Yeah. I thought, okay, that's that. You know, he's trying to uh, nullify their wing backs. And I thought it worked for the first twenty minutes mm. or so. Um, and they were actually were winning the midfield battle for the first 10, 15 minutes. But yeah. then Hazard just sort of lit up the lit up the occasion. Giroud played very well, I thought. Mm. Um, and you know, that was I mean, that was such a contrast. Giroud's debut oh. against Sturridge's one of Sturridge's yeah. first matches, yeah. and you saw Giroud bandaged up, kicked. You know, go through the back of him. He's mm. in the wars, but he keeps soldiering on. And Sturridge, you know, one run and he's he's pulling up. Yeah. And you know, that's the difference. You know, it's, it's a big contrast that. But for me, what happened on Monday was I thought that Albion were too slow in the transition. Mm. Well, they were winning the ball back in good areas, and they there were opportunities where they had maybe four on fours or three on threes, and they could flood forward quickly, get it, yeah. get the ball forward. Yeah. Hurt Chelsea, but what they did is they seem they seem so um, focused on keeping the ball mm-hmm. and keeping possession and playing this nice passing game that Pardew's got them playing or supposedly has um, that they were turning back towards their own goal and passing it back to the back four and then they were keeping the ball for a little bit and then after about you know twenty thirty seconds when nothing was on because Kante was closing them down or whatever and they couldn't get out with their passing game. Higazi would clip it forward and they'd lose possession. Yeah. I just thought that that was the wrong tactic. Now, whether that's... Now, whether that's... I don't want to be revisionist about Pulis at all, but under him, when when they were playing well under him, they were very, very good at breaking forward at speed. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought they lacked that on Monday night. Um, they've been good under Pardew at doing that as well. Don't get me wrong. They did it very well at Anfield. Krakowiak bursting forwards um, as well um, through the midfield. But I just thought against Chelsea, they looked tentative. They looked um, almost too too scared to go forward, trying to build things up from the back, maybe a bit too much, and then eventually didn't, it just didn't work. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I did, for the first time, I thought there was a lack of belief in the second half, particularly. I thought there was a, especially after Rondon missed his chance, or it was saved. It was a good save, but you still got to be sticking those away. Again, Bomber next to me was, you know, couldn't believe it. You've got to put those chances away, basically. 
Um, and imagine, I don't know if Sturridge would have scored them if it had fallen to him. I mean, we don't know the hypotheticals there, but um, that's been the story of the season, really. I haven't been taking the chances. But also, now you've got to look at the defence or, or look at the, the overall team's defending because I think they've conceded, uh, conceded three against... Chelsea, three mm-hmm. against Southampton, three yeah. against Man City, and two against Liverpool. Mm. So what's what's that? It's 11, 11 goals in the last four games. Yeah, it's that's not good enough. Not good enough against a side that prides themselves on on, on clean sheets and, and keeping it you know keeping it tight at the back. Yeah, Alan Pardew, you, you've obviously seen him from when he was in Vale to now. When you see him in press conferences, when you see him pre post match, has anything changed? Is the demeanour changed? Is, you know, is, is it starting to wear on him? Is it is it a lot harder than what he even first thought? I think he's, or is he still? You know, I think he's he's, he's still positive, but he is getting a bit more. Um, he is getting a bit more stern and a bit more. I think he, you know, he admitted on uh, he admitted on Monday that people will be writing us off, and I can understand that mm. is what he said, mm. and he's right because yeah. they need to they need to win three games just to get back up. Into the chasing pack, yeah, and they've won three games in the league all yeah. season. And That's why people are writing them off. I mean, you look at them: yeah, seven points from from Huddersfield in seventeenth. I mean, just to compound matters as well. I mean, talk about every other blooming side getting results left, right, and centre. Not just last week, the week before. I mean, it's almost like every every result goes goes against Albion at the moment. I mean, that's kind of what it is when it's not not running for you. But I mean, goodness me, Albion are going to have to start. Pulling some, pulling some results out quickly. This will now be better than the Great Escape if they do it. it you will, think, yeah? It, oh, massively. They mm. were never this far behind. This will be, this will be, and and so far adrift. This will be a better, um, a better uh, or like a bigger sort of escape if they mm-hmm. can do it. Because I think, and I think in the last twelve games in that year, they only lost three. I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to have to do a similar sort of thing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to have to win some flipping games rather than um, just drawing them. They're going yeah. to have to win them. Um, but at the moment, you know, those the three defeats in a row has just killed them. Well, we'll, we'll might go back to that and play a little game later on that, I, that I've got um, scheduled, so if we've got time. Um, and now Albina are, are out of the country. Yeah, they are. They've uh, gone to Spain um, to <laughs> for three or four days. Mm. Um, just I, And I, I, I actually think, um, fair play to party for this, I mean, a lot of... Um, a lot of fans will say, oh, you know, why is he rewarding failure with a with a holiday?" But actually, um, you know, it's not really a holiday. They're going over there to to train, yeah. and it's he's just trying to break the routine, trying sure. to break the cycle, mm-hmm. trying to do anything he can mm-hmm. to change it up. I mean, he he's he when he first came in, he changed um, training a little bit. You know, he changed times and when they went when they were doing it, what they were doing it, what they were doing in those sessions. You know, changed days off, and and he's just trying to you know get some sort of just change it because yeah. it's obviously not working at the yeah. moment. So I think, um, yeah, fair enough to, to him. I mean, it's not a jolly, um, you know, there'll, there'll, there'll be some team building and some team bonding, I'm sure, but um, most of it will be training at, at um, Espanyol's facilities. So that was Monday. That was Monday, <laughs> that yeah. That was Monday. And then yesterday, uh, bye-bye John Williams, bye-bye Martin Goodman. Yeah, a massive shock. Huge shock. The timing surely is, is is a massive shock to to a lot of people. This is my issue with the whole thing. Um, Guach on lie um, has obviously done this because they've changed the manager, and um, it was John Williams who advised that, uh, that they changed the manager. It was his decision, and 
Lai said, okay, fair enough. You're my man. You're, you're my footballing man. Mm-hmm. My footballing brain in the I UK. Trust you, yeah. I trust you. We'll mm-hmm. do it. Um, at that stage, though, Albion were above the bottom three. Yes. Now they're five points drift at the bottom. Now, if you are looking at it in a cold business sense, mm-hmm. it's a decision that hasn't worked. Everybody who's in the UK and everybody who went to the games and everybody who saw those those performances under Pulis towards the end of his tenure mm-hmm. knew he had to go. Mm-hmm. For me, he had to go. Um, and I actually think that John Williams got the, ti- <coughs> got the timing just about right. He could have gone after Huddersfield, um, but the Chelsea game was probably the right time um, because it was in November, if you remember, plenty of time for a new man to come in and save the season. They weren't they weren't cut adrift. It wasn't too late yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. But it had got to a stage where Pulis, just by simply by being there, was so divisive. Mm-hmm. The fans wanted him out. Um, the um, you know the the campaign, which you know will always inevitably now nowadays in the modern world of football start on social media, had emanated to the stands. Um, it was toxic, and it was you know the, the results fell off a cliff. I think it was four defeats in a row, and they were playing like a drain. Um, he had to go. But what Lai has seen is a team that was above above the drop zone yeah. um, with a manager who's never been relegated. Yeah. And they fired him and then they replaced him and now they're bottom. Mm-hmm. I think personally, from what we can gather, Lai and, and his Chinese associates always saw Pulis as a safe bet. Safe pair of hands, pretty much going to guarantee you Premier League survival and, most crucially, all that TV money. Huge money, yeah. Um, but... Um, so you think Lyon w- would have been happy keeping Pulis? I don't know if he would have been... Ha- I mean, I, I don't know if he would have been happy, per se, to keep Pulis, but I think once you make that decision, you then have to back it up with the right appointment. Yeah. Now, for me, what Williams and Goodman should be... Um, held accountable for is not Pulis' sacking because mm-hmm. Pulis had to go mm-hmm. but it's replacing him with Alan Pardew yeah. now Pardew as I said earlier I've got some sympathy for him because he's improved the play um, it's more fun to go and watch the mm-hmm. team now you speak to fans who go home and away yeah. and they actually enjoy going to games now um, maybe not so in the last few weeks because they have been poor in the last, especially the Southampton game and the Chelsea game as well but before that, they were enjoying it. Yeah. Um, even though results hadn't necessarily picked up, mm-hmm. and um, but so there is that in Pardew's favour, and he said all the right things, and he's got them into the last sixteen in the FA Cup, and you know it's not over yet. Yeah. He's still got mm-hmm. eleven games to save mm-hmm. the season, so it would be unfair, I think, to completely write him off. But you do have to now look at the fact it's one win in thirteen league games for him. He's not had the bounce that um, he we all thought he would have, and his appointment is looking increasingly poor. Yeah. Um, but the issue that I have is that um, Lai seems to be have got rid of Williams and Goodman um, because they're the next people accountable. Mm-hmm. Whereas actually, you know, Nick Hammond was instrumental in that um, appointment of Pardew, yeah. um, and he's not been held account to it. Well, not yet. Anyway, we don't. We're not expecting any more bombshells this season. Mm-hmm. But you know, we never know. Um, I just, I, I mean, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I, I, I am. I think the Pardew appointment is the only thing that you can really level at Williams 
forget forgetting completely wrong because he he in the transfer market he got a lot of money for Berahino. Um he the only prob the only the only player I'd say he overpaid on was uh, Oliver Burke. Yeah. Um but he gave Pulis everything he wanted. He strengthened from back to front in the summer. Uh in January they got Sturridge and kept Evans. I mean who was predicting that at the start yeah. of the window? So I think his bargaining and his negotiating in the window has been spot on. They had a good window. He got yeah, me happy with the window. Absolutely. Um, I think that both Williams and Goodman... Goodman reduced season ticket prices last season. I think they both tried to think of innovative ways of fill, filling the ground. You know, you look at the clappers mm-hmm. and handing out tickets and um, all the um, measures they put in place last year to, um, you know, to, say, to, to, to give people deals for tickets. Um, they've both been really... Good with engaging with supporters. Williams held meetings with um, fans uh, before most home games, and they both went to supporters groups meetings. Um, you know, they had a beer with the, uh, the the fans in Hong Kong in the summer, um, and there was a feeling that that disconnect between the board and the um, and the fans that was there, that was certainly there towards the end of Jeremy Peace's uh, tenure was starting to be fixed. And was starting to be resolved, um, not between every fan, obviously, because there are, you know, tens of thousands of Albion fans, hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. actually in the world, but between that, the diehard fans who spend, you know, all of their money and all their time, I think there was a feeling that actually Williams and Goodman were good, were good people. Um, having met them and spoken to them, I mean, I would tend to agree. They, they. I mean, Goodman, as a chief executive, I'm not sure what more he could have done. Yeah. Um, apart from, you know, he's reduced season ticket prices. And, I, and it, you know, I don't know what more he could have done, really. But but I think it, it smacks to me the fact that Lies got Jenkins back as, um, you know... unless to oversee till the end of the season, is it? Just yeah, like a, unless, a I mean, unless, unless, unless Lie, you know, unless there are some... Serious problems in the accounts mm. that we that we don't know about mm. um, because unless they've you know overpaid or whatever yeah. and actually lies thinking well not only are you spending all the money but you're bottom of the table. But what difference is it going to make? That's what the, if, that's what the thing. What difference is it Isn't making it, for the eleven games? Like, what what are they going to do now that's going to impact Albion's season in a negative sense? I, I don't understand. For me, it. this doing this now. If he was unhappy with the run, with them running the club, do yeah. it in the summer, yeah. where it can be a clean break. Yeah. Doing it now, all it does is put a team or a club that was in turmoil on the pitch, yeah. in complete chaos off it as well. You know, it looks like the club look like they're in crisis from the outside looking in. Absolutely, they're in, You know, yeah. you're bottom of the table. You're adrift, and um, you've just sacked your two most influential board members or the two biggest board members. It looks like they're in crisis now. I don't understand wh- what the thinking behind it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Lie, it, it, it's. I mean, maybe Lie is thinking, "Look, I'm not just an absent owner. Mm-hmm. People will be held to account. It does matter." Um, or whether he's just panicking. Um, it's difficult to know. He always wanted Jenkins to stay on in 2016, um, but Jenkins felt it was like a, nat- a natural departing of the ways. Um, but. It's a difficult one, though. Does it, it doesn't help that he's not here, does it? And he doesn't see it, the club day-to-day, the running of it, how Pardew is with the players, and, and, and watches them in person. I think it makes a big difference. I mean, obviously Wolves completely different, but, but Jeff She wasn't there 
Last year, all of a sudden, they go through four managers. This year, okay, they're winning, so it does help. But he's here full time now. I just think it. I do. I just think it helps having someone like that or a representative at the club one hundred percent of the time. He's got a representative at the club. Mm. Um, someone on the board called Mister. I think it's Pai Yu Lee. Uh, no one's heard of him, have they? Really? Like, he's not. He's not on social media. He's not with the the crowd. He's not meeting the players, the fans. You know. He's no, and, behind and, closed doors. And this is this is this is the worrying thing for me is that lie seems to only care about Premier League status. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is worrying for me. It might not be worrying for every fan. But for me, the fact that he... The the incriminating evidence for him is sacking Pulis rather than appointing Pardew. And he seems he seems to think that actually, you know, the chief exec that, and, the, and the chairman that have maybe reconnected with the fan base are doing a bad job. Mm. And you could argue that they made the wrong appointment, but on um, pretty much everything else, they've been good. Yeah. So by bringing Mark Jenkins back in, who was who over, helped oversee the club with Jeremy Peace during one of the, you know its most stable tenures, and I you know he deserves immense credit for that. But he never endeared himself to supporters. Mm. So. I just wonder if this is a if lie is looking at it in a pure cold hard business sense yeah. rather than you know the sort of maybe taking into account certain other aspects that you need to when you're running a football club because mm-hmm. it is an emotional investment. Let's let's not beat around the bush. The majority of fans will go to the Albion, mm. whoever they're playing. Yeah, of course. It doesn't matter if they're playing. Um, you know, I mean, okay. So if you're an Albion fan, you don't go to you don't go to the Hawthorns to watch. Um, Everton you no. go to the Hawthorns to watch Albion yeah. so that ergo next year if yeah. they're in the championship yeah. they'll go and watch Barnsley of at course home they will, yeah. um, ok tendencies will probably dip a little bit because mm-hmm. you, 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 you will get that but I think for I think I just think that it's nice to win games though it's nice it? to you win know yeah, I mean? yeah, you know, no, it could silly, be even better it could be, yeah. you, could, you could see tendencies go up because yeah. people would got bored of the Premier League yeah. I mean look they're not down yet of course let's not, not. Let's not no, no, no. condemn them when, they, when they're not down but I I just wonder if this is lie looking at it and not only is it a knee jerk reaction not only is it wrongly timed I mean what is what what's part you're going to think of this the, the regime that appointed him mm. is gone mm. okay Hammond's still there yeah but he and Hammond and, and, and Rich Garlett must be thinking, oh, blimey. Yeah. Who's next? Lie has proven himself to be ruthless. Yeah. Um, you know, we could be next in line. Yeah. What about the players? Yeah. The players who, if, say, you go down mm. and there are a few players I'm going to about whether to leave or not. Yeah. Or whether to. I assume they've got stuff written in the clauses. There are individual yeah. clauses. Yeah, there will be. I mean, you know, Johnny Evans, obviously, it's a, it's, it's the famous one. Is mm. He can leave for three million if they go down, which is peanuts. Yeah. But. Um, those players, you know, I'm thinking of like Ben Foster or Craig Dawson or mm-hmm. someone like that who who would maybe stay for a season or two in the championship thinking, oh, we can get back up. Yeah. Um, they, what's this going to do to them? Because they, mm. they must look at it and think, mm. no, this club's in crisis. Or this club's in crisis. We've got an owner an owner in China who is making, making rash decisions. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get out of this. It's yeah. not. Sta- it's, it, what was previously a stable club, the, one of the most stable clubs, is now appears to be no longer no. that stable. It's volatile. Now the the one caveat to that is that they've bought Jenkins back. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to get back to that stability. <coughs> but 
it's uh, it's a certainly an interesting development and one that I didn't see coming, and one by the way that Williams and Goodman didn't see coming either. Both shocked, both surprised. Mm. Um, I mean, Williams has been speaking to uh, national papers, and he said he described it as unusual and odd uh, because the reasons given have been that results in the pitch aren't aren't good enough. I mean, as you said earlier, mm. apart from a point in the head coach, how do they affect that? Um, so it's certainly odd. Um, but then again, maybe he's maybe he's thought, maybe Lyers thought, you got that decision wrong in November. Either you shouldn't have sat Pulis, or you should have, if you were going to, if you were going to twist rather than stick, you had to get it right. I was going to say, let's let's say let's say for, let's say they kept Tony Pulis. Would to, would Albion, in your in your opinion, be where they are now, or do you think Tony Pulis is has got to take a big part of the blame in this? I think he had to go because that was a team that wasn't playing for him by the end. That was um, those defeats at Huddersfield and in Chelsea, and they they were they were really poor performances, and the performances have been better under Pardew. Um, so I I it's a very good question. Would they be? I think they'd be in the bottom three. Yeah, I don't know if they'd be adrift. I don't know if they'd be adrift like this though. Mm. I don't know. Mm. But then it they were tailing off because it, it it never gets to that stage because they were tailing off so completely. I mean, Pulis was looked a defeated man by the mm. end. So in that situation, he was he was almost always destined to lose his job because he was just going to keep losing games until he lost his job. Sure. So. I mean, maybe they would have still been on 10 points or whatever they were when he left. I mean, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's hard to know. But I, I personally think if they kept Pulis, they would have gone down. Uh, would they be seven points behind? I don't know. It's a very good question. Um, just from my point of view, I actually quite like Alan Pardew. And I think maybe... I feel for him a little bit. And I think, I think you do as well. I know for a fact... Well, I don't know for a fact. Definitely don't know for a fact. But if they did go down... I think it's safe to say that they'll probably have a new manager next season. I really hope I don't they know. don't. I really I, hope they don't. I really hope Pardew stays in the Championship because I, I think I, he'll do well. Listen, it's all up in the air now mm. because the regime the regime that appointed him is gone. Mm. Okay, he's got Hammond there who's on his side. Yeah. But it, they're not going to appoint a chairman until the summer. Mm. We don't know who that's going to be. Yeah. Um, and they'll want to stamp their mark on it, won't they? And their authority to thought. Yeah. And Je- what, what does Jenkins think of Pardew? We've mm. no idea. Mm. So... Um, so many questions. So this that's the issue. I mean, before Tuesday, I would have guessed that had they gone down, Pardew would have stayed. Yeah. Because, or even though he would have failed in his remit, he was given a two and a half year contract. Yes. And, you know, say, unless they went down, you know, without a fight. But mm-hmm. if they went down with a fight and playing mm-hmm. some okay football, mm-hmm. fans sort of getting on side, then I think there might have been and maybe got them to a semi-final or something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's a strange, it's a strange feeling, really, because after eight years in the Premier League, um, I don't know if you remember towards the end of the Pulis era, but supporters were were saying, Look, "I'd rather go down than than watch this again for another two, three years." Win the cup and go down. I win the well, win the cup and go down. Win brilliant. Cup and go but down. do you know what I mean? The, the, I know what you there mean. Was yeah. that, there was that. I'd yeah. rather go down yeah. than watch this for two two more years. Yeah. Well, now that that's sort of coming to fruition. And I wonder if are people still happy? 
I don't know. I mean, you speak to Villa fans, you speak to Newcastle fans. They love their seasons mm. in the Championship. Mm. Now, the, the, the issue is, I'm not saying relegation is a good thing. No. Of course not. But actually, being in the Premier League for eight years and doing the same old thing and playing the same old teams has got has got a bit stale. Yeah. Um, they finished eighth one year, probably the highest that they're ever going to finish. Then you've got to go for the Cups and in fairness to Pardew, he's doing okay in the Cup. We'll see, mm. we'll, I'm sure we'll come on to Saturday mm. now um, in, in a minute. Mm. Um, so, it, when, it, when it cuts to that stage, it becomes, it becomes, okay, well, why am I going to the games? It's to be entertained, it's to have some sense of enjoyment. Pardew had bought that back. Mm. Now, the last three weeks have been catastrophic. Yeah. Um, but he lost, he lost away at Manchester City and away at Chelsea. And, and it's the home game against Southampton that's killed him. Yeah. But he had so many players out. Yeah. I think he had six or seven players out, first yeah. team players out for that game. I don't know. In, in, look, I, I think it's probably more than likely now that they're going to be relegated. Mm-hmm. Um, but if with that, with that team... You know, you never know in the next six games. They could pick up some, some results. Well, I mean, they've got some cracking games coming up, which I think we'll go into in a bit. But let's take some questions, Matt, because okay. there's plenty of people and there's loads of people and we can't get to all of them this week, unfortunately. But we'll we'll try and get to as many as we can. Um, Neil asks, um, negative question, but if we are relegated, how many of the current playing staff do you guys think we will keep or can afford to keep? Also, would Pards be the right guy to manage the team in the Championship? Well, um, they're all on, they've all got fifty percent uh, wage cuts in their contracts, so they could probably afford to keep. I was gonna say most of them, apart from maybe the high earners. Uh, I think Evans would go because he's got his release clause. Obviously, Krakowiak would probably go. Um, I think um, I think a few others would go. I think probably Dawson might. I mean, I think Dawson will be is. For me, he, he is such a he's such an established Premier League defender now. Mm-hmm. Can play right back, can play centre back. I think he's quite an attractive prospect for for promoted clubs or even established clubs. I think Dawson might go. Higazi could get snapped up um, if someone came in and offered enough. Uh, Phillips could go. Um, Chadley would probably go. Um, and with the parachute payments, if someone does come in new or, or or they trust Pardew and his team, I mean, you could have to do you have to redesign the squad completely, which yeah. in in some ways isn't a bad thing. You know, you're starting not from scratch, but you know, you have a, you have a small base and, and you work out and you see how you want to play it, and maybe that maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, if if they do go down, I'd like to see you know Sam Field be yeah. given a proper yeah. become a starting member mm. of the team, um, build the team around him. Um, you know, you'd like to see Oliver Burke hopefully make mm. a few strides. Yeah, he's he's he obviously he's developing, and I think he needs game time to do that. Um, and you know, maybe some others that are on the are, are on the peripheries, but it's difficult. I, it's hard to know because it depends on the nature of the relegation, it depends on the charge, yeah. and it depends on what what other teams come in. You know, I, someone like Ben Foster, I think <coughs> he's obviously a Premier League keeper. Mm-hmm. But he is such an Albion. He's he enjoys he enjoys his life yeah. where he lives and and playing for Albion. So I wonder, would he think actually I can? I don't mind flexing flexing down and uh, 
staying with staying with the club. But it depends who comes in for him, and and that that's the situation with pretty much all the players, I think. Okay, uh, Dominic Hill. Is there a chance Pardew won't last the season? I think you have to say there is now because Lai's proven himself to be ruthless, and if they keep losing games, you know, if they lose, I mean, you've got these massive games coming up. If they lose to Huddersfield, if they lose the next three games, mm-hmm. then there is a chance, isn't there? And they might think, okay, this isn't working. It hasn't worked. Um, we don't know what Jenkins. <coughs> we don't know what Jenkins. Oh, you're a bit oh, ill. Me, yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry, carry on, carry on, carry on. Nathan's He's just dying coughing here. up a lung. He's dying, yeah. It's okay, we're all good, we're all good. I think there is, I think there is a chance, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm, hopefully he can turn it around because as, as, as I've said to you, you know, I think there is potential there for it to be a, a happy marriage here. The fans took to him quite early on and if he can get a few results under his belt, yeah. I think they, they could be, there could be a, a real happy cohesion at the club. Um, well, certainly between the manager and, and the fans, anyway, which we haven't had for a long time. So um, I hope he doesn't um, lose those games. But obviously, if he's going, if he keeps losing games, then he's going to be under pressure. Daniel McCulloch, what is Pardew like around the media? General view seems to be that he is quite arrogant, but I like him, and he seems to be a nicer bloke than his predecessor. Well, I've said this before on here, and I, I actually think that yeah, when he came to Albany, he came with that reputation of being arrogant, but he seemed really humble to me in the first few weeks, and I think that was because he spent eleven months out of the game, and I think that maybe um, uh, brought that about in him, and, and and made him take stock and made him realise. I think he knows he's quite fortunate to get this job. Um, and I think he's obviously considering the results. He hasn't had as much chance to be arrogant or conf- you know or cocky about it because mm-hmm. they haven't been winning. So, I for me he's he has been um, he is he is good to deal with. He is um, he is a lot more uh, attentive to uh, the media's needs than his predecessor. And um, as I said before, you know I, I do hope he turns it round, but. At the end of the day, he doesn't he doesn't earn his pay packet in the in the press room. He earns it um, on the pitch, mm-hmm. and it, you know the, the team need to perform. Uh, Stu, what are the rumours about players unhappy regarding Pardew and Spain trip? Well, that's an interesting one. I mean, when you see when you see the fans saying, "Oh, they're going off on their holidays," but actually, if you think about going away for work for you know an intense week and you don't get to see your kids and you don't get to see your family then sometimes it's not what everybody wants to do so um i'm sure there are there are everybody's got their own personal um you know things behind closed doors and i'm sure there's a few who would rather stay in, in this country especially um at this time i don't know if it's half term in some places it's a half term this week well I got into work today in 42 minutes and normally it takes me about 55 so I thought there might be something See, going on. It's half term next week where I live Okay, but I don't know I think it might be half term this week in, be right. in a couple yeah. of places now mm. obviously Albion's players are spread out um, some of them live as far north as Cheshire so if if you know, if they've got kids on half term then you're not going to be happy about mm-hmm. that but it's Pardew's trying, trying to do anything. So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, Spencer George asks, uh, does Jenkins' reappointment give cause for concern? Are we club fan relations? History suggests he's not the most open and approachable in this area. Well, I, you know, I've, I've said that already today and I thought Williams and Goodman were quite good at that um, and Jenkins, as, as that guy alluded to, historically has not been. Now, he's not under, you know, I suppose... He's under no obligation to speak to the press in some ways, but it is. I think now that he's running the club, I, I'm hoping that he does 
have a chat with us at some stage soon because you know beforehand I suppose when you're chief exec he could maybe argue actually you know I, I'm, I'm in charge of the the accounts and why do you want to speak to me mm-hmm. now he now he's chief exec but he's running the whole shebang yeah I think he needs to uh, to come out but listen I, I've never met I've never met him so um, I'm sure you know. I, I'm, I'm hoping that he'll, he'll have a chat with us and um, be interesting to, to hear what he has to I say. I think it's very important for him to, to 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 come out pretty quickly publicly. I would have thought after the, you know this 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 week. Yeah, because it does look a bit strange him returning to the fold, and you know Williams revealed that Jenkins was the one who who, who phoned him up mm-hmm. and get, delivered the news, which is bizarre for me. Yeah. I, I mean, unless there was like a language problem for 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 lie, but I think that's that's a strange set of circumstances for me. Uh, Luke Rowland, storage scan results? Question mark. Well, we haven't received those yet, mm-hmm. um, and the initial uh, hope was that he was going to miss Southampton and be fit for Huddersfield. But if it is a hamstring, it's not a tear, Pardew said. Um, so they think he's just tweaked it, mm. but even a tweaked hamstring is sometimes two or three, four weeks. So especially with with, with Sturridge's record, think, I mean, I think we're very lucky if they get him back in a couple of weeks. I think it could be, it could be, um, and like you say, Huddersfield, he could be just a game too early. Mm. But we'll, we'll wait and see. I, I will find out more on Friday when they return from Spain. Okay, I'm just scrolling for the rest of the questions. There's about ten more or so, and I think we've answered everyone in our chat beforehand. So that's good news. So I'm sure you found that out what you wanted to know. Uh, right, okay, we've got, uh, how long have we got left here? Oh, we've got about 10, 10 minutes left, 8, 9, 10 minutes. Right, okay, uh, quick one before we move on to Southampton. Right, Matthew Wilson, I'm going to go through each game between now and the end of the season. You're going to say whether a win, lose or draw. Because... Do, do you know what? Some... We did this last week with Luke. You did? Yeah. No! Sorry. Oh, man, are you joking me? No, I did it last week. Oh, okay, well, we won't be doing that then. We'll move on to Southampton. My my answers might be pretty different. Okay, okay. But more. yeah, did you stay up? Uh, How many points did you get? I think we stayed up. Yeah, but I was fluctuating madly because I was we were losing like three in a row, and I was thinking, no, we wouldn't do that. And then we were winning three in a row. And I thought, no, we wouldn't do that. So okay. It was 30... a strange. I, I I don't know. Me and Luke both had us staying up with the skin of our teeth. I think thirty six point six six apparently is the magical number. So thirty seven points, seventeen points. 17 points, 17 points in 11 games. 11 games. So what would that be? Four wins, five, five draws. Four. No, five wins. Five wins? Five wins. Five wins, two draws. Yeah. For a team that's won three in the league all, all season. season. It's okay, let's go. It's FA Cup time. It's FA Cup time. Let's move on. It's FA Cup time. Right. Um, Our stunned faces. <laughs> revenge. We're trying to be positive. Come on, come on. Let's get positive. Okay. Um, Southampton. Um, of course, they know him pretty well after the the bit of a shocker, Sir Regis Day um, on um, uh, well last week or was it last week now? Two yeah, weeks ago? last, last week. weekend. Yeah. Um, all started so well and then just went to yeah went to rubbish really. So um, but they've been starting well under Pardew. Yeah, they've been starting every game. Mm-hmm. They've scored in the first ten minutes in five of the last seven. They can't sustain it, and that's another reason why I've got sympathy for Pardew because he's obviously geeing them up. Yeah, he's getting them going yeah, out. Yeah, there. Yeah, They're yeah. flying out the blocks. He's getting them. Motivated, mm. but they can't sustain it. Now, mm. for me, that makes me wonder whether he is—is is he just a motivator? And then, actually, tactically, it's not working. Mm. Maybe that's. Or whether, or whether they just aren't good enough, and maybe he is getting the best out of them. But then the quality, you know, over ninety minutes. Fatigue, mental frailties, yeah. mm. and it's all playing its part. Um, so Southampton, obviously, a chance to get into the the quarterfinals of the cup. And look, if, if Albion are going to have a, you know, 
a horrible season in the league, then this at least is something to look forward to. Um, and uh, obviously they got beat with the beat by them in the Premier League, but this is a great opportunity for them at home. It is, yeah. And we, it'll be interesting to see what team Southampton put out, whether mm. Pellegrino goes for it. Um, I would have thought he would do. I, I think he will, because there's, there's no midweek game afterwards like there was in the third and fourth round. And he's under pressure as well. scandalous, mm. by the way. But mm. yeah, I, I, yeah, he is, yeah. I, I would say that both teams would probably go for it because they could both use a, a cup run. And um, well, is, it, is it a help or a hindrance, this, for, for Albion? I think it's, a, well... It depends how it goes. If you win, it's a help. I mean, yeah. you just need. I mean, if they can get a win, yeah, any win, any win, it would be, it would be fine. I think um, if they can beat Southampton and and get into the quarterfinals, it does. It gives fans something to cling on to. It gives the fans a bit of hope because I think increasingly a lot of them are starting to give up on the survival. Um, you know, well, more and more of them are. Um, I mean, whilst it's not, whilst it's mathematically possible. It will always be, you know, possible. But um, I think you know the FA Cup will be a, a, a happy distraction rather than yeah. like an unnecessary one. Yeah. So especially when you, especially now you're so late. Like if you win this and you're in the court, so this is the court. No, this is the last. This is this is the last. This if is you this, win, yeah, round five. If you win this and you're in mm. the quarters, all of a sudden you're one game away from Wembley. You're one game away from Wembley. Which I know the semis. It's the semis, but at the same time, you know, you get you get a decent home. There's a lot of Championship clubs playing each other in the, in this round, so you get one of them next, or whoever, you know. Well, I mean, look, they've gone to Anfield and won. Mm. So, I mean, so at least the baggage fans deserve this season is, is is a day out at Wembley. I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great. It'd be great if they could get to uh, the semis and have some hope and have some yeah. dreams and and anything can happen. Yeah, you never know. Um, I'd love, I'd love it to happen. And I, I've said before on the podcast, I, it's it's weird because people in football, the Premier League is the be all and end all. Um, you know, people at, at, at clubs and players and, and and even down to like kit men, the Premier League is. I don't know why that is. I mean, I don't know if it was the same when it was the first division, but that is that is the situation. I mean, maybe it's the money, but um, for fans, you know. We've been in the Premier League for eight years, and I still I still remember going to Wembley for that that semi final against Portsmouth, and that was that is that is still in my mind one of the most crushing mm. days I've had as a West Brom fan, more so than getting relegated, because you can always come back up and you can always you know there's no, there'll always be another league season, yeah, but. The chance of lifting silverware doesn't happen very often, you know. This club hasn't done it for fifty years. Mm. We're on the fiftieth anniversary of the last time they did it. It would be so good. Pardew has got pedigree in the cup. Mm. Been to two finals as a manager already. It'd be so good if he could get us to a final. Look, it might save his job potentially as well. So I'm sure he'll he's going to attack it with with all guns blazing. Do you think he'll make any changes or tweaks to to the team that lost? Last time out, 3-2. Well, uh, well, obviously it'll be Rondon and Rodriguez up front. Um, I'd imagine, I mean, can he afford to do I'd imagine injuries it, and I'd stuff? I'd imagine it would be the same uh, the same 4-4-2 with... Uh, I mean, Oliver Burke coming on for Chris Brunt, I thought was, was you know, Brunt didn't have a great game, I didn't think. He didn't play well first half. Is he someone who could be in danger of losing his place? No, I don't think so, because I think what he offers you is experience and um, creativity from open play and dead balls. And I don't think Burke, as pacey as he was, did enough to, to win that place. Mm. Um, I think that was more a fact of we're losing the game, we need something, anything to get us in. And it was a sort of a 
desperate times, desperate measures sort of uh, substitution. Mm. So pretty much same. Oh, same I, I, I would, I would guess so. Yeah. Mm. You need a win, don't you? I want you win. You're, you're down. I want you. I want. I want to get you a win on Saturday. Three o'clock kickoff. You're going to play, are you? Well, you'll definitely won't be winning if I'm playing. And um, right, okay, uh, guys, apolo- guys and girls, apologies. It's been a bit of a, a bit of a downtrodden podcast, um, but obviously things aren't happening at the moment. You know, Albion fans just we just, we just want something, don't you? You just want something to, to shout about. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I don't know. It's tough. It is tough. It is tough. I mean, it, I, I've said it, I don't know if I've said it already today, but I'm just amazed at how quickly it's turned. Yeah. Because two weeks ago, when it was so positive, mm-hmm. I, um, I can't remember if I've already said this today, but yeah, two weeks ago, it was so positive. Three wins from four. Mm. Sturridge in. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, club's in crisis. It's bizarre. It's a strange, it's been a strange season. It's football, baby. It's football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week, though, we'll 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 be looking ahead to the uh, the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, and we'll be and also, of course, the three points against Huddersfield. So everything will be rosy. It'll be all good. Yeah. Well, we'll I mean, we'll still be four points adrift, but yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And um, thank you very much, Matt. Appreciate it. Hope you've enjoyed it. From Matt, from myself. Take care. Have a great weekend. Come on, you baggies. Bye bye. <laughs>